Welcome to The Randy Report. I'm Randy Slavacek, your host. I'm also the writer and editor of therandyreport.com, where you can find me every single day on the internet, reporting on the daily news cycle in terms of politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community. In this week's headlines, out actress and Sex and the City star Cynthia Nixon fell short in her bid to become the Democratic nominee for governor in New York State. A Pennsylvania university will not let a gay man take his last two classes to complete his degree. A new study shows same-sex couples are getting married at an older age than heterosexuals. And RuPaul and the Fat Five celebrated at this year's Creative Arts Emmy Awards. All that and more in this episode of The Randy Report. This week marked the end of one of 2018's most high-profile political campaigns by an LGBTQ candidate, as Sex in the City star Cynthia Nixon came up short in her attempt to become the Democratic nominee for governor in New York State. With 99% of the votes counted, incumbent Governor Andrew Cuomo trounced Nixon by more than 30 points, winning the Democratic primary 65.6%, to Nixon's 34.4%. Nixon, a political novice but activist who's never held political office, did have an uphill race pitted against Cuomo, who now heads into the general election seeking his third term as governor. Nixon took to Twitter to thank her supporters this week and also take credit for pushing Governor Cuomo further to the left on some issues. Nixon listed, among many issues, legalizing marijuana, fixing the New York City subway system, and banning plastic bags as issues her campaign helped to move the governor into making promises to address in the future. New data from the UK shows same-sex couples are more likely to marry later in life than heterosexual couples. Commissioned by the Office of National Statistics in the UK, the study titled Being 18 in 2018, examines different aspects of life for young adults who were born in the year 2000. Among the subjects included were life expectancy, employment, becoming parents, and getting married, among many topics. While couples are allowed to marry in the UK at the age of 18 without parental consent, the statistics show young folks are waiting longer and longer to walk down the aisle. In 1970, for instance, the average age for women getting married was 22 years old, and for men, it was 24 years old. Of course, that didn't include any LGBTQ folks because marriage equality didn't arrive in the UK until 2014. Looking at that year, the average age of women who married men had risen to 31, and for men marrying women, it was 33. But when it comes to gay and lesbian couples, the average ages are noticeably higher. The average age of women marrying women was 35, and for men marrying men, it was 38. By 2015, the average marrying age for gay men had risen to nearly 40 years old. Looking at these statistics, you have to wonder, why are LGBTQ folks waiting longer to walk down the aisle? Things that make you go, hmm... 
Pennsylvania's Clark Summit University, a Christian school, has denied a student from finishing the last six hours of his bachelor's degree because he's gay. To be clear, the university kicked him to the curb not for having a boyfriend or engaging in a gay quote-unquote sexual relationship as the school student handbook prohibits. No, after taking Gary Campbell's money to take two classes online, the school contacted the Ohio resident after somehow learning that he's gay and informed him he's not welcome as a student, since Clark Summit only believes in quote-unquote biblical sexuality, end quote. Campbell attended Clark Summit University, then known as Baptist Bible College, from 2001 to 2003, earning 109 college credits. He told Citizen's Voice that as a young man, he hoped attending the school would help him overcome his attraction to men. But he later added, quote-unquote, long story short, it didn't work out that way. He dropped out and planned on finishing at a community college. But instead, he enlisted in the Navy. During his stint in the armed forces, he unfortunately struggled with alcoholism and was discharged after an episode of driving while drunk on base. Today, though, 19 months sober, Campbell decided finishing his college degree would be a top priority. He hopes to become a peer counselor to help others with problems with addiction. After contacting the university this past spring, he was told he only needed two classes to complete his degree. Campbell worked to save his money to pay the tuition and fees, while friends and family chipped in $700 to aid in covering his return to academia. But near the end of August, the school reached out to him to say they discovered he's gay and he would not be able to complete his studies at Clark Summit University. The school cites very stringent rules of conduct for their students, including being required to attend chapel, being forbidden from any displays of public affection that includes hand-holding, and students are not allowed to be alone with members of the opposite sex. Infractions of the rules dictated by the student handbook can lead to being expelled. However, none of that behavior would really come into play for Campbell since he was enrolling in online classes living in Ohio. After exploring other options, Campbell discovered that other schools he contacted would only accept about half of the 109 credits he had earned from Baptist Bible College. He wrote to the university asking them to reconsider their decision. In his letter, he wrote, One of my top goals being in recovery was to finish my bachelor's degree. Having a degree is much more to me than a certificate. It's a culmination of hard work, sweat, and tears, and I owe it to myself and to my recovery to accomplish this goal. I ask that you view me not as a homosexual, but as a determined, compassionate, hardworking man who is of good moral character. My goal, again, is to assist my community and help those who are struggling in the grip of addiction. The university denied Campbell's request. Now, you have to wonder, a guy pulling his life together, who has aspirations of helping others with addictions, who just wants to take two classes online, and the university can't find a way to work with this guy? Is that what Jesus would want? 
After media coverage of Campbell's story, it seems there might be hope on the horizon. The president of nearby Lackawanna College, Mark Volk, read about Campbell's plight and says his school may be able to help. Lackawanna has worked with students in the past who found themselves just short of attaining their degree. Volk believes his school may be able to accept most of Campbell's college credits and apply them towards a Lackawanna College degree. Clearly, the environment at Lackawanna College is very different from Campbell's old school. Said Volk, we look at the whole person. Maybe we can do something here to help him out. Fingers crossed. Golf is one of the most culturally conservative and exclusive sports. And we're not just talking about Donald Trump hacking away awkwardly at his overpriced resorts here. While there may have been open lesbians on the professional golf tour, there has never been a single openly gay male in the PGA until now. Tad Fujikawa, a 27-year-old Hawaiian who turned pro at the incredible age of 15 and became the youngest person in history to qualify for the U.S. Open, announced this week via Instagram he was coming out. His statement read in part, I've been back and forth for a while about opening up about my sexuality. I thought that I didn't need to come out because it doesn't matter if anyone knows. But I remember how much other stories have helped me in my darkest times to have hope. I spent way too much time pretending, hiding, and hating who I was. I was always afraid of what others would think or say. I've struggled with my mental health for many years because of that, and it put me in a really bad place. Now, I'm standing up for myself and the rest of the LGBTQ community in hopes of being an inspiration and making a difference in someone's life. Although it's a lot more accepted in our society today, we still see children, teens, and adults being ridiculed and discriminated against for being the way they are. Some have even taken their lives because of it. As long as those things are still happening, I will continue to do my best to bring more awareness to this issue and to fight for equality. Tad went on to say, I can't wait for the day we all can live without feeling like we're different and excluded. A time where we don't have to come out. We can love the way we want to love and not be ashamed. We are all human and equal after all. So I dare you, spread love. Let's do our part to make this world a better place. Rock on, Tad Fujikawa. Rock on. And thanks for living your authentic life. In TV news, 14 years after winning the Emmy Award for Outstanding Reality Program, the new reboot of Queer Eye has snatched another Emmy. The title of the award is now called Outstanding Structured Reality Program, but the cast and crew of the Make Better Show celebrated the big win all the same. Also making room on the mantle is RuPaul, who picked up his third consecutive Emmy Award last week for Outstanding Host for RuPaul's Drag Race. Since its debut in 2009, RuPaul's Drag Race has become a pop culture phenomenon, introducing the world to drag queens who compete in various challenges that reveal their charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. RuPaul's Drag Race also won for Outstanding Directing for a Reality Program 
outstanding costumes for variety, nonfiction, or reality programming, and outstanding hairstyling, no duh, for multi-camera series or special. Congratulations to RuPaul and the Fab Five. A note from a gay man's brother touched thousands of people this week on the internet. Eric Endress came home from work this week to find an envelope on his pillow. Inside was a handwritten note from his youngest brother, Sean, who's straight. The letter read, Eric, I just want to let you know that I love you. We don't have time in this life to be sad or hide who we really are, because before you know it, it could be too late. Love whoever you want, just love hard. I support and will support you in any way possible. I know we're not the closest, but I just want to let you know that I know and I don't care, because it doesn't change you as a person. So if you ever need anything off your chest, I'm right here. You don't have to find your identity alone. I love, I care, and I support you, Eric. Love, Sean. Let me repeat just part of that. Love whoever you want, just love hard. That right there. Eric, I think we all pretty much agree your brother Sean is a prince. Here's hoping other families in the world would learn to follow his example. And that brings me to the end of this episode of The Randy Report. If you enjoy catching up on LGBTQ news in a quick podcast, I'd appreciate it if you wouldn't mind sharing The Randy Report with your friends. I like to think of this podcast as the 60 minutes of gay news, only shorter. And remember, you can find me every single day on the internet at therandyreport.com and also instinctmagazine.com and gaypopbuzz.com, where I cover the daily news cycle regarding politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community. I'm going to close out this episode with the new progressive house single from out musician Davis Mallory and Peruvian DJ Aaron Mars, Lost. The track shares an uplifting message about feeling lost in life when the realization is that we actually are not. Having handled the pressures of the public spotlight since 2006, when he became a fan favorite on MTV's The Real World, Denver, Mallory recently penned a powerful personal essay for Billboard, celebrating a year and a half of sobriety. After hitting his own rock bottom in February 2017, Davis shares that he was inspired to stay sober, in part, by Demi Lovato's public sobriety. And her recent overdose reminded him of the challenges of living in a world where, quote, you're cool if you're drunk and on drugs. From his essay, we have pioneered the love is love movement, but the next movement I'd like to see is a shift towards creating a healthy world for us to live our true best lives. Imagine a counterculture that celebrates sobriety as being cool and champions the aftereffects this does to one's life. A healthy glow, making wiser choices, quality sleep, participating in loving, non-toxic relationships with other people, accomplishing your goals, and actually living your life to the fullest. This should be taught to our LGBTQ youth and all society. 
If Davis's name is familiar, it might be from my recent coverage of his summer release, Sun and Moon, here on The Randy Report. I'm definitely a fan. Thanks for listening, folks. See you next time. Here's Davis Mallory's Lost. When you're feeling lost and out of place And you're looking up to outer space When life's gone wrong for far too long You feel alone and don't know how to fix The things you wish you could erase So shine your light And don't let the things you did Define the things you do tonight You've traveled all these miles So don't give up and don't back down You're on your way You might not know it now But you're not lost You're not